Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one and only Tony Casillas. TC is not here again. I know last week uh, I did the AirPods episode and Tony was absent due to some scheduling conflicts. Uh, just, you know, it's a crazy time of year, even though there's no football stuff happening. Um, it's summertime and whatnot. And so Tony not able to make today's episode, but the plan is for him to be back next week. Sorry for the weirdness, but I at least have my microphone and everything back in order. So you only have me for uh, a shorter, uh, another unique episode of the 750 to say the least. And so Tony and I had a plan in terms of something to talk about. So uh, we're going to put that, you know, put a bookmark in that, so to speak, I guess. And um, so I had to think of something on the fly, right? Like that's, that's podcasting 101, baby. And so I thought that I would roll through the latest headlines at blogontheboys.com. I think that that's, you know, kind of a new idea that I really like. And so we're always exploring, always thinking, always trying to come up with interesting ways to approach content when it comes to talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we obviously have a lot of places that we like to do that. So I'm uh, just going to roll through the, the latest headlines and, and kind of offer some thoughts. So uh, without further ado, I'm recording this about 9.45 a.m. Central Time. So if you go look, um, odds are you'll see a headline that we did not cover. But the most recent headline, we're going to go um, in that order from most recent uh, to old so freshest to oldest, I guess, is a better way to put it. Um, Tom Ryle wrote about this. Uh, backup tackle is a Cowboys camp battle to watch in 2022. And I think this is maybe... I, I think that another topic that we can explore someday is what is the most concerning position on the Dallas Cowboys I think some people um, if we're talking starters on offense would maybe say center uh, maybe you think it's right tackle right like maybe you don't believe in in Terrence Steele although I think that you know there's there's enough reason to believe in him as a viable NFL starter at least maybe you think it's the longevity of Tyron Smith at left tackle I don't think it's anywhere else like I think the skill positions we're totally confident we're obviously confident in Dak Prescott um, defensively is a different conversation but maybe you know, maybe linebacker outside of Micah Parsons is probably the, the biggest question just because, you know, do we trust Leighton Vanderish to stay healthy again? But um, you can make an argument that while it's not a starter, that this team's swing tackle is their biggest Achilles heel right now, right? Like Terrence Steele was that and has been that for the last two years, although in 2020 he was basically a starter because Lyle Collins didn't play. So this comes down to second-year player Josh Ball or rookie Matt Walletsko, right? Like that's really what this boils down to, and that's a really terrifying reality to consider, especially because of the questionable longevity of Tyron Smith at left tackle. And so that is, I, I don't know, I mean, I love the article Tom, that Tom wrote, but I don't know that training camp is going to make me feel better about it, right? Like, I don't, you know, it will be part of the process, right, to determine who that player is going to be, but I don't know that we are going to emerge from training camp feeling better about this left tackle, excuse me, this backup tackle situation. So um, that is tough news. Um, let's see, let's move uh, further back here. I'm going to uh, gloss over, if you're a Blog on the Boys reader, um, you should be com. We have a Cowboys news article every morning that is all the latest news uh, in the world of Cowboys land. I'm going to skip over those. Um, so next one up is an article written by yours truly, PFF graded 
Dallas Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs as the best cornerback in press coverage in 2021. And I know that that's a weird thing to hear because PFF is um, notoriously not the biggest fan of Trayvon Diggs. And, and a lot of that is just the way Trayvon plays, his kind of I wouldn't say boomer bust, but his high risk level of play, his aggressive style of play, which led to all the interceptions last year. He, you know, gave up some plays and whatnot. I do think that we tend to live in in one or the other extreme when it comes to Trayvon, but that is really notable. And and I, you know, when you when you look at Trayvon's physical assets, when you look at his his speed and, and his skill set when, when the ball is in the air, obviously he played wide receiver. I mean, he has a lot of potential. Like I, I mean, I did a TikTok about this on um, on Monday. I. I think we all agree it's very unlikely that Trayvon matches or exceeds his interception total from last year here in 2022, but that doesn't mean that he can't have a successful season. That doesn't mean that he still can't develop into, or continue his development rather, into one of the NFL's premier defenders, premier corners, premier defensive backs, however you want to put it. Um, so that's really encouraging, I think. It, it's encouraging to see things like that, data points like that. Um, because you can only sit on, he led the league in interceptions in so many different capacities. And so um, that's a big boost of confidence, I think, uh, for uh, for Trayvon Diggs. I don't know that any of us were lacking in confidence for Trayvon Diggs. He's kind of a, you know, a, a cause for Cowboys fans to rally around. Like I said, uh, PFF has, um, has been a little bit harsh on him in the past. So um, pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have an article from Danny Phantom, uh, you, who you can hear. I should have mentioned this with Tom. You can hear Tom every Thursday on Riled Up here with Roy White on the Blog of the Boys podcast. Now, you can hear Danny Phantom every Friday on the Star Seminar with BTB OG Rabble Rouser. Danny wrote about um, something that made the, um, made the rounds um, over the weekend and into Monday. The article is titled, How Jerry Jones Could Finally Lift the Jimmy Johnson Curse and Bring a Super Bowl to the Cowboys. Now, I haven't talked about this on the podcast network i know that paul um spoke about it on uh, the world's team with special guest lorne um on sunday and i know that mark and sean got into it on hidden yardage this week but um, we tweeted out as the weekend began a few days ago um uh, two clips back to back the first was jerry jones and jimmy johnson on the fox pregame set at the pro football hall of fame game last august so almost a full year ago the second clip was jerry jones last thursday uh, doing some media rounds after dallas had been selected as one of the host cities for the 2026 world cup and in the media rounds last thursday jerry was asked about the ring of honor and so if you watch the clips back to back and they're available on our social channels um in August of last year, you might recall this, Jerry specifically says, oh, Jimmy's going to the Ring of Honor. And, you know, he he did not, in his defense, I suppose, um, he did not offer a date. He did not, you know, offer a year. He just said it would happen. Uh, Jimmy, obviously aware of how awkward the situation has been, joked and said, while well, I'm alive, and everybody laughed. And then last Thursday, you know, 10 months later, um, maybe 11 months later, whatever, um, when he was asked about the Ring of Honor, Jerry said there's nothing there. No plans, no nothing, no details, nothing happening right now. Um, ESPN's Todd Archer even pressed him and said, well, you know, you had said about Jimmy. And Jerry said, I understand. I, I understand. But, you know, there's there's nothing happening there. And um, so that has spawned a, a very popular take. And this is what Danny wrote about, um, that the Cowboys are cursed. The, the Cowboys have a curse on them. That they, they're, they're going to be cursed. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. They're not going to achieve success until Jimmy Johnson is put into the Ring of Honor. 
Um, I don't subscribe to theories like that personally, but I get it. I mean, and, and the coincidence of it all certainly lends to a belief in that. Um, I, I think it's really lame of Jerry. I think it's really petty. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I think it's sad. Um, and so I don't think there's a curse. I think it's just really embarrassing for the franchise as a whole. I mean, I, I, I remember tweeting this when Jimmy was announced um, as part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class in the uh, whatever it was, January of 2020 during the playoffs, because you'll recall they had Jimmy and Bill Cower both find out on the Fox and CBS, um, you know, sets during the playoffs. It was a little bit different than um, than other people who have found out because that was part of the Centennial class and whatnot. And um, and there was the <clears throat> the viral moment, excuse me, of Troy looking at the camera because it was during a Packers game that a Packers playoff game, blah blah blah. I mean, it was it was awesome. But I remember tweeting in that moment that it was so embarrassing that Jimmy was literally going to be heading in the, into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I mean, not that that is embarrassing. I was very happy for him, obviously, but. That that moment cemented that the Dallas Cowboys were keeping a Hall of Famer out of their Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Like like at at that moment, Jimmy Johnson officially became a Hall of Famer. I know he was a Hall of Famer in in your eyes or my eyes or whoever's eyes before then, but at that moment, it became concrete. It became you know certifiable proof that the Dallas Cowboys were excluding a Pro Football Hall of Famer. I love the Dallas Cowboys more than most things in this world, most like material things, and. I greatly respect their ring of honor. It is full of franchise icons and legends, but it is it, it pales in comparison to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? And again, I say that with no disrespect to the Dallas Cowboys, the ring of honor, or the people and, and players and coaches and, and figures within it, but it is not the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so the fact that Jimmy is in the latter, but not the former, is ridiculously embarrassing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next up, um, next article uh, was written by Aiden Davis, who you heard on Monday on First and Ten with Dave Sturgeon and Tony Canalina. And this week, Dallas Cowboys undrafted rookie center Alec Lindstrom. Um, Aiden wrote about Alec, but also wrote about Tyler Biotish. The article's titled, This Upcoming Season Will Be a Telling Year for Tyler Biotish. You know, back to my point earlier, maybe you or I or whoever believes that Tyler is the weak link um, on the, the Dallas Cowboys as far as starters are concerned. This is this is year three, right? And I do think that kind of like other things, we live in extremes when it comes to Biotish. I think that we think some people think he's better than he is. Some people think he's worse than he is. The truth is always generally somewhere right in the middle. I think he's a fine starter. I think he's okay. I don't think he's like, he's he's not Travis Frederick. I know we've all tried to will that into existence, but um, he's, he's okay. He's serviceable. But yeah, I mean, like if there's somebody... Uh, like if there's somebody if there's a starter on this team specifically if there's a starter on this offense who's in jeopardy of losing their job from 2022 to 2023 for performance reasons because obviously like Tyron could retire or something you know what I mean that that's a different thing but for performance reasons it's it, without question Tyler Biotish I mean he has not taken the leap that I think a lot of people want him or would would have wanted him to um and I don't know that I think that Alec Lindstrom is like the biggest threat. It's a great interview, by the way. You should go listen to it um, again in our podcast network. Just go back. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Voice podcast network. Leave a rating and write a review. Um, I don't know that Lindstrom is like the biggest threat to him, but I do think it's telling. Not that it's like, you know, 
woo, 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 sirens going off, crazy news. Um, but I do think it's interesting that the Cowboys converted Matt Farniok to center, right? They drafted him in the seventh round last year. They clearly want competition there, is, is kind of how I see it. And that might mean nothing. You know, that, that might just mean they want to challenge the Biotish in, in, in different ways, in different capacities. But they clearly want some sort of competition, um, which I think is... It's interesting. Um, this will be the last one we get to. Brian Martin, the fantastic Brian um, at our site, wrote about this uh, article. It's titled, Cowboys wide receiver Jalen Tolbert could play a Cedric Wilson-like role as a rookie in 2022. And I know that um, despite our best efforts, we have let our imaginations run wild when it comes to Jalen Tolbert, right? Like we're all in. We all think he's going to be awesome. We all think he's going to be amazing. We all think he's going to lead the NFL in receiving, going to, you know, gonna offensive rookie of the year, et cetera, et cetera. I love that comp um, because Cedric Wilson has been this kind of great role player, ancillary player, um, complimentary player, and has benefited from opportunities, certainly last season specifically, um, when other players were down due to injury or COVID situations. Obviously, you know, Michael Gallup missed a lot of time, even Amari, and, and we saw Cedric thrive. I think, you know, a play that is super forgotten is we, we look back at New England and we remember if, if there's one receiver or one play involving a receiver that you remember from the Patriots game, it's stacked to CD for the game-winning touchdown. But it was Dak to Cedric Wilson that kept that game alive on fourth down. Like that is, you know, I, I could totally see. And, and we, we've seen young receivers come in or maybe not even young, but like kind of journeyman receivers come in and have that sort of like complimentary role to, to just be the icing on top of things. This is another weird comp. Um, but I think Terrence Williams could kind of be that. Like Ter- And I know that he has negative memories for a lot of people or, or provided negative memories, but rookie and second year Terrence Williams was awesome. I mean, rookie Terrence Williams had, if you remember that 2013 Cowboys Broncos game, it was a, it had to have been like 76 yard touchdown from Romo to Terrence Williams that like kind of sparked the Cowboys offense in the second half of that game. Terrence Williams caught the, the third and 20 play from Romo in Seattle. Terrence Williams caught the game winning touchdown in the Lions playoff game in 2014. He also caught the touchdown uh, in the first half when Dallas was down big I mean he had just this proclivity to kind of have this big play in this big moment and so I do see Tolbert right now as this kind of hybrid role between that and what Cedric Wilson has been as of late uh we've seen great role receivers for the Cowboys over the years um you know I thought Dwayne Harris was a serviceable role receiver for the Cowboys obviously Kevin Ogletree LaRon Robinson I could totally see Jalen Tolbert having a, a nice rookie season in that sense um hopefully uh Tony is back next week looking forward to that uh hopefully you have yourself a great day make sure to subscribe once again to the blog of the boys podcast network leave a rating right review subscribe to our youtube channel we're doing some stuff over there as well uh, my name is rj ochoa in case you didn't know that you can follow me on twitter or instagram at rj ochoa somebody took it on tiktok but rj.ochoa on tiktok nonetheless if you want to send me an email you can rj.ochoa at sbnation.com but uh yeah thanks for hanging out we'll see you next week this was the 750